As I said before, Das Rindla, is that, am I saying it right? Yes. Okay. Is one of our uh, summer interns here at Grace. Uh, he is from Hyderabad, which you may know is where Dr. Young has done a pastor's conference since 2004, pretty much every other year. Das has been there at each of those, and you'll hear a little bit more about that. Uh, he's married to Suma for how many years? You better hurry. Eight. Eight. <laughs> they, they have one son named Jimmy, named after our pastor, and you'll hear more about that. Uh, they have one more child on the way. Do you know what you're having? Boy or girl? Boy. Boy. Uh, Doss is a seminary student at Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia. He hopes to return to Hyderabad after his studies to plant a church and minister the gospel there. Uh, so welcome, Das. Thank you for being with us this Thank morning. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Let's, uh, let's start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your life as a child? I mentioned that you grew up in a Hindu family. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, before telling uh, my childhood story, I want to tell one story of my child. Uh, looking at all of you in color white, <laughs> this incident comes into my mind. One day, a bunch of uh, Americans came to our church in India, and they sang on the stage like 15 people, uh, they sing a song. And after the church service, we are traveling back to our home. And <laughs> my son asked a question to me. He was like a four or five years old. Dad, did God made them with the white dirt? <laughs> That's a good story. I'm, I'm going to reuse that. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, maybe uh, like a two, three min- months back, the same thing, when we are traveling back to uh, our home from church service, I asked my wife, after the sermon about Mark 13th chapter something, people shouting in a courtroom uh, at uh, Pilate, uh-huh. Pilate's place, crucify him, crucify him. And after hearing the sermon, and while we are traveling back to our home, I asked my wife, Suma, if you are the one of the person standing in that crowd and Pilate asks you to come onto the stage and asks you to witness on based on your witness whether to crucify Jesus or not. What would you say? Do you say to crucify Jesus or don't crucify Jesus? Now you are traveling back to 2,000 years back knowing what it means his death. And at the same time, you are at the present context in that, uh, so what would you say? Then answer came from backside, not from side. <laughs> My son immediately, just in no uh, time, he responded, No, Dad, he has to be crucified. Uh, that means if he was there, he will tell crucify Jesus. Oh, awesome. Otherwise, how we will be saved? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so being a, just six, seven years old child, he had a lot of understanding. 
before my wife responded he responded <laughs> so uh, many of you uh, may be having children and may uh, planning to have children so just take it that children minds are so sharp and they can understand much more than what we think about them. amen yeah my childhood yeah my childhood experience also led me to become a uh, christian during my uh, first second uh, sta- uh, uh, grade i have a great fear of death i born in hindu family and raised up in a hindu family and uh, at the age of 19 i became a christian my family is a kind of religious teachers you know hinduism uh, divided based on the caste every caste has to do certain job they cannot do other thing and according to the caste that i born my family or what we do is telling the hindu scriptures to the people through dramas so my parents used to play the drama whole night and that was their livelihood everything so my father has a great library of hindu scriptures and because uh, of my fear of death i used to study those hindu scriptures during my uh, vac- uh, vacations uh, i studied in a residential school i used to travel back to my home on uh, hindu festivals and summer vacation and let me I, just say to you guys you mentioned worshiping idols yeah every saturday every saturday my mother and father used to uh, worship uh, these idols uh in hindu culture there will be a temple a sacred place in their home they dedicate that small room for worshiping they'll uh, place some idols there and they do these worship or pujas in that room and every saturday my parents used to do that uh, every saturday until afternoon that is that day is very special worship special meal what like some of us do with sunday yes just worshiping idols yeah okay carry on so you're talking about um hindu culture and what was he saying before i so rudely interrupted him he lived at a residential school and would come home yes yeah because of fear of death i used to study this hindu scriptures lot and uh, i made up my mind something about understanding of hinduism and i used to ask questions to dad my dad but my dad answers did not satisfy uh, my thirst um in 7th 8th standard i was ex- uh, i was introduced to the other religions through uh, school academics buddhism christianity and islam major religions and i come across those uh religions and i made up some mind about those religions but uh, every other character like a hindu characters they are having every god having their wife and children all that family structure and buddha is also uh, a man he meditated and uh, he wrote a book that became a buddhism and mohammed prophet his lifestyle everything looked like hey these are all humans how they can become gods they cannot become gods god is something uh more 
then uh, studying about Christianity. Uh, in, in our academics, it says that he born to virgin. Okay, something is different. Okay, maybe this Christianity looks different. Others looks like a, it's a human uh, gods. That didn't make you a Christian, but, but that you were didn't... interested in the difference. Yeah. And then you had a sixth grade teacher yeah. that was important. Tell about uh, One of my class teacher, Shobarani, she was a Christian. And one day she uh, uh, asked me, do you, want, uh, do you come to church this Sunday? Yes, teacher, I'll come. And she came to my hostel and she prepared me and she took me to the church, her church. And after the church, uh, they invited me to uh, lunch with their family. And they had a very lunch. Uh, they have very good lunch with chicken and roti, all that stuff. I liked that lunch more than that Sunday service. <laughs> so I'll come back. <laughs> and when she was came to drop me at my house, Hostel, I told her, teacher, I'll come next week also. <laughs> because I'll get, again, good lunch. <laughs> and that's how, uh, during my school days, I used to attend church now and then. Not regularly, but I used to go uh, to that church and having meals with that teacher's family. But then you're having these fear, this fear of death also, and you said you would go to church, but your real deeper needs, you were not praying to God. You were yes. praying to in Hindu. Yeah, temple. just I was going to the church with this teacher for a lunch. That's it. Yeah. But for the rest of all my things, I used to do all my Hindu gods only. Going to temple and worshipping and offering prayers. All these to Hindu gods only. Uh, in college, when I come to college, uh, in India, we call college after 10th grade. Uh, actually, we call it as an intermediate college uh, before degree or graduation. Uh, when I went to that uh, intermediate college, uh, that's a three-year course. It's a, uh, uh, engineering, electronics. And uh, I, when I was in second year, there's one girl came from uh, my junior's class, first year, and I liked that girl. And uh, I, in, uh, I thought of, uh, hey, I have to love this girl and I have to marry this girl. This girl looks good. <laughs> and with that persuasion, uh, I found out that that girl's brother is my classmate. And, hey, I have to make friendship with Sundar so that I can be with this girl and I can love the girl and everything goes smooth. That's how I make friend with, uh, became friend with Sundar. And uh, uh, in God's provision, that uh, family is a very uh, um, uh, a, a good Christian family. And uh, because I wanted to be with that girl always, I used to go all the Christian meetings that they are going. That's how I come to know more about uh, Jesus. During this time, I was thinking more about, uh, processing more about what I am hearing in the church. And somehow those two years of time made a very positive impact on Jesus. But that did not make me a Christian. 
But did you stop going to temple and things like that? Yeah. When I started about processing this, uh, uh, going to uh, church in my college days with that girl, those thoughts stopped me to uh, go to the uh, temples, and I was considering more of, hey, it seems I'm more into this Christian. But then so, it didn't work out with that girl because you wanted to marry her, and she said no. And then you also, it didn't go like you wanted with the engineering school. So what happened after that? Um, of course, I proposed the girl after two years, and she rejected me. And uh, I was uh, b- 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 upset, but uh, I was okay and uh, looking to become a engineer. Uh, looking forward to uh, become an engineer in electronics, and I studied. And uh, after that, uh, I re- I did not get the engineering seat because I did not uh, get the good uh, rank in uh, common entrance test. So. That made me to question my faith. That two years, uh, I processed these Christian thoughts and I became more like uh, inclined towards uh, Christianity. And uh, I asked Jesus, Jesus, I came to you every Sunday and I prayed and I studied your Bible, but you did not give me this engineering seat. Why? I will not come this week to your temple, a church, and I'll not pray today. I'll not study Bible today. That's how I stopped. Uh, just it's, it's in uh, angry, I stopped reading Bible and going to church. But after a few weeks, that angriness became uh, like a real thought. Hey, there is no God. If God was there, he He's supposed to satisfy with my uh, going to church and reading the Bible, and he would have given this engineering seat. Because he was not there, he didn't give me. And during that time, I was staying in a uh, Hyderabad place called Masab Tank. That place is a bridge in between poor people and the rich people. And my college is exactly uh, placed in between that two areas. I used to sit on the road at 11, 12 o'clock with friends and processing all my life thoughts. God, really, I think he's not there. If he's there, how can all this difference be? At 11 o'clock, I used to hear the screams in a, a poor, uh, from the poor area. And I used to see uh, cars passing through uh, Bing Bang with the sound at 11 o'clock. How these rich people, why they want to come to God when they have everything? And how these poor people can worship God because they do not have the food. They are hungry. And uh, in their hungry, they cannot come to God. And uh, these rich people, they cannot, uh, no need to come to God. And in both cases, it is God's purpose is failing. Bible or Christianity says God created man to worship him and to have relationship. And nobody's going to him. Nobody's worshiping. And what that Bible says is not true. People came just by it's like that. There is no God, no religion, nothing. And in next six months, I became a very strong atheist and I was opposing every 
religious person. My parents, and if I come across any Christian, I used to argue with them that there is no God. And one day in this process, I met a friend who was my fifth to tenth classmate, and we went to coffee shop, and there he started telling about Jesus, thinking that I do not know anything in Christ, uh, 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 Christianity. I told them, no, I also went to the church, I also read the Bible, I also did all this, but I don't want theory. What I want is practical. If God is there, he has to appear to me. When I see him, I'll believe him. Okay, you pray to Jesus, he may reveal to you. He revealed in many ways to many people. Now, why I pray to Jesus? My parents worship Krishna, and you are saying Jesus, and some other says Allah. Why well, I have to pray to Jesus? I don't pray to Jesus. I'll pray to God who he is. When he appears, and when I see him, I'll see him who he is. If he is Allah, I'll worship him. I'll believe in Allah. If he is Krishna, I worship Krishna. If he is Jesus, then I'll worship Jesus. First, I have to see him who he is. Okay. You pray like that. And after we went to our homes from that coffee shop, and in a 20 days of time, I saw a dream. This dream is completely changed my life. In that dream, I caught up with some new disease. Like day-to-day, -day, many doctors are finding many new diseases. Like that, I caught up with some new disease, and I was put into the hospital. And uh, the doctors did so many experiments and nothing was successful. And I'm thinking that, hey, I may die with this disease. These doctors are not going to find, not, not able to find this disease. And uh, I may die. When I'm thinking like this, one day doctor's team came to my bed and uh, talking about what to do next. The, the team lead is telling, Hey, he's not going to live a more than a week. So finally, you do one uh, uh, surgery in his mouth. If it is success, he will live. Otherwise, he will die during the surgery. Anyway, if we do not do anything also, he's, he will not live more than a week. Finally, do this. And he given the instructions and he left. And rest of the doctors are trying to tie my legs and hands to the bed with a rope. That was my understanding of operation theater. <laughs> and immediately I woke up, sir, sir, what you are doing? Hey, we are going to do a surgery and you will become all right. Just cooperate with us. No, 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 I heard. If it is success, then I'll be all right. Otherwise, I'll die during the surgery. So far, you did so many experiments. If this is not successful, I will die. I do not want to die. Please don't do this surgery. Let me leave. I was begging the doctors like anything. But I know with past experience with those doctors, somehow they will do the surgery. Now or at least tonight when I am sleeping. If they do the surgery, I am going to die. Oh, if I die without believing in Jesus, I'll go to hell. I did a blunder. I would have believed in Jesus so that now I would die happily. If there is a life, we have to believe in Jesus so that we can live happily. This is still in your dream. This is still in dream. 
and uh, we can live happily, we can die happily if we believe in Jesus. But I did a blunder. I would have believed in Jesus. When I am thinking like this, I came out of my dream. I was not in the hospital. I am in my room, in my home. I felt so happy because it's a just dream. I am not dying. Hey, this is fantastic. I am not dying. <laughs> it's just a dream. Then immediately thought, why this dream has come? And our conversation in coffee shop came to my mind that, okay, you pray to God, he will reveal. Yeah, if the same thing happened in my real life, I may think in the same way that I did a mistake by not believing in Jesus. And when I am dying, no other name come to my mind except Jesus. That's the first and last name came to my mind. That means Jesus only caused this dream to reveal himself. Oh, Jesus, I believe you caused this dream to me. And I believe you are the real God. <laughs> and since that time, my life is changed like anything I'm enjoying with him every day. Wow. But what did you do after that? Uh, uh, morning went to uh, that friend who, uh, with whom I had conversation in the coffee shop and I told what happened in that night. This happened in 1998, uh, July 25th. And August 15th was our Independence Day. And uh, during this Independence Day, uh, uh, campus ministry, uh, these three days of long weekend, they organized a camp for students. And that camp, uh, I, uh, that friend took me to that camp, and there I come to know the basic doctrines or the fundamentals of salvation. Who is God? Who is God? What is sin and salvation? I felt so happy knowing all that stuff, which was a, a, like a, a um, reasons to my decision, which I took uh, on 25th of July. But you still had lots of questions about assurance of salvation, security in your salvation. Yeah, and I, uh, during, after that, I was uh, continuing with the campus ministry, attending their Bible studies. And in that, uh, there was a one guy who is uh, where I used to go to the Bible study. He was the leader, Emmanuel Schubacher. With him, I used to uh, argue uh, about the contradictions or the, in the Bible that uh, sovereignty of God and assurity of salvation. And uh, this campus ministry is started by reformed missionaries from Australia. And uh, this campus ministry reads all the reformed authors' books, but w how much they understood is very little. They read R.C. Sproul and uh, J.I. Packer, all these reformed authors' books, but how much they understood is very little. So no one could uh, give me clear uh, answers to my questions about the eternal uh, safety. So these things are stirring in your soul, these questions about eternal safety. And in the province of God, that was the first uh, pastor's conference in 2004 with Dr. Young. Yeah. Now, he went to teach his systematics class. Many of you have taken his systematic theology class. It addresses questions such as these uh, in great detail. So you go, and what happened? 
Yeah, when I'm, I used to have these conversations with my seniors in the campus ministry. During that time, I attended Jimmy Yang's conference on systematics, five points of the tulip, and that was like a, another eye-opening for me. It was uh, after that conference, I was able to uh, read, I was able to understand the Bible every portion. Before that, there were so many areas which I am not getting, which I was struggling to understand and discussing with my seniors. But this conference gave me a great clarity. It was very crystal clear. Before the conference, I used to feel like I am in the water and seeing all the objects in blurry. But after the conference, it was crystal clear. I got some specks to see in the water and they are very clear. Whatever I am reading in the Bible, though, very clear to me. I felt so happy. Hey, I got some different specks to read the Bible. And... Uh, at the fourth point of the uh, uh, limited atonement, I think third point, when Jimmy Yang said he died for definite people, he know for whom he is going to die. And your name was on his lips when he died. <laughs> and that statement made me to cry. And after that, perseverance of saints answered all my questions about my eternal security. And uh, I can say uh, I climbed so many steps in those five days in my Christian life. I became so strong in my faith. And after that, I became so confident about my faith. I used to challenge every Hindu with the gospel. After that, I have told gospel to every of my colleagues everywhere where I worked. Okay. I worked in software for eight years and two years as uh, assistant professor in, in engineering college. I can say confidently I did the gospel to, with every colleague. Well, I want to speak to that because a lot of people say in against Reformed theology, they will say, if I believed that, I would never evangelize to anybody. And uh, the response is always, no, if you truly understood this, it would set your heart on fire. Yeah. And so I think this is just a, uh, a wonderful example of this. And these things can be controversial and difficult to swallow in all of this, but I, I love, I'm glad you shared that because I think it is a living example of many people in our church as they have come to understand God died for me. Yes. Jesus came with my name on his lips to die for me. Yes. And the security that that brings and the urgency that that then brings to go and tell others. Um, I used to share these reformed thoughts with my campus ministry members. And uh, uh, one of my friends, his name is Noel, and I told all these reformed dogmatics to him. And what was the immediate response to uh, our discussion, you know, after a few months. Oh, how about my sisters? Okay, go do the gospel. That's what. If anybody really understood the Reformed theology or the Reformed dogmatics, they will become so passionate about the gospel. 
Let me say this. Uh, if these thoughts are like, what are you talking about? I mean, uh, Dr. Young still teaches systematics here twice a year, and you probably you just finished yesterday, so you have to sign up now for the next round. But I would encourage you, if you haven't done that, to at least go in there and uh, sit through that and wrestle through the things that he will teach. But uh, I trust that many have found them uh, soul-freeing, as Doss has. Uh, we have to skip a couple things because we're running out of time, but I do want... So then he's working in uh, uh, engineering and wrestling with God, and you know God's calling you to the ministry, and you're saying, well, maybe I'll go later, and then he's basically like, no, you'll go now. And so you go to Westminster Seminary, um, and you're preparing there for a ministry back home. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your vision for India? My vision for India is after uh, uh, the first conference on systematics, I attended all the five, four conferences and uh, five solas of Martin Luther, sola scriptural, sola Dio Gloria, all that solas. And that made me so passionate and that made uh, drive me to become a, uh, um, to become a pastor. So when I'm attending all these conferences and processing that teachings and the reading the Bible and looking at the word and the churches in India, I found that many churches in India are not preaching the gospel. Because many pastors, at least 70 to 80% of the pastors, they do not have the theological education. And because they do not have the biblical fundamentals, they are easily shifting to the every new kind of teaching that they are coming across. Now in India, from soon, uh, since 2006, prosperity gospel is spreading like anything. Mm. Even uh, before uh, true preaching uh, gospel, uh, true preaching gospel churches also turning to prosperity preaching churches because they are six, uh, they are seeing the success of the other churches who are preaching this prosperity gospel, and they do not know the biblical fundamentals. Looking at their success, and because they do not know the fundamental, they are easily shifting to their teaching prosperity gospel. So I felt giving the right theological education or the Bible fundamentals will help them to teach the right gospel. And uh, <coughs> uh, throughout this experience, uh, I, uh, what I come to know is many uh, ministers are the pastors who are doing for last many years and they have seen the success in their ministry and they know limited fundamentals. And when I'm talking about grace, they rejected all my teaching. Oh, what we taught is good. How we can say? Because what we taught give, gave us a lot of success, so no need to change our doctrine or no need to change our uh, view of the gospel. What we also were doing, that is good. What they were doing is presenting Jesus as a doctor or a bank manager. Prosperity gospel. That's not the gospel. And they are not willing to change because of their success in their ministry. So my intention is to raise the leaders from the scratch, from Hindu people, 
with the right biblical fundamentals. For that, I want to start a seminary. And uh, for that, I need to start church and churches. Ultimately, my desire is to plant many churches, raise many leaders, so that right gospel may be preached in, in India. So first, I want to start a church and uh, through discipleship program, raise few leaders in next four years and start three, four churches and then start more churches. Eventually, at the end of 10 years, start a seminary and few churches. Seminary will help to raise the leaders and churches will supply the students for seminary. That's a mutual. That's my vision. You said you want to see a reformation in India. Yes. Through this, planting many churches, I want to see reformation in India. Let us pray for that right now, okay? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for our brother Das, and what an amazing story of your grace and your faithfulness to him, Lord. Uh, thank you for saving him. Thank you for giving him eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to respond to you. Thank you for his wife, Suma, and his son, Jimmy. Thank you for the opportunity that they have to study at Westminster. Thank you for Dr. Young and his ministry in Hyderabad and the way that you've used it in Doss's life, and I am sure in many others. Lord, I pray that you would do above and beyond anything he knows how to ask or think about, that you would uh, blow this vision out of the water and that you would indeed uh, exceed his expectations. As he goes back to Hyderabad here in a couple years, Lord, that you would even now be assembling uh, people for his church, laborers for the harvest, and that you would bless this ministry, that they would have churches that will plant churches, Lord, that will worship you in the spirit and in truth, and uh, that you would provide uh, seminary education for the leaders, and that there would just be a movement of the gospel, truly a reformation in India starting in Hyderabad. Thank you for our brother. Thank you for uh, the joy that he has in Christ. It is contagious, and uh, we do thank you that uh, there is a universal language of salvation in Christ that we can all understand, and we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Hey, do any of you guys have questions for Doss? I have one. Okay, I'm going to run out while you ask it. Okay. Good. Um, I was just curious... Culturally, in India, we hear so much about the political and cultural tensions between Hindus and Muslims um, in India um, that have seemed to escalate over the last few years. Where does where do the Christians kind of fall in there? Is Christianity enough prevalent enough to have a voice on the political scene at all, or is Christianity still small enough to sort of fly under the radar. Yeah, according to the statistics, 3% uh, of Indian population are Christians, 80% are Hindus, and 15% are Muslims. And uh, this uh, Hindu's population is day-to-day, -day, it is coming down. Right now it is on 80, but it's uh, come, come down from a big uh, percentage. So now there's a uh, ego or the insecurity in Hindus that our people are going to other religion, which is a foreign religion and which opposes our religion. Right. 
and so they are uh, seeing this christianity as a foreign religion and it's a threat to our country itself many people and uh, some of the politicians like, like a two weeks back they made a oath in a public meeting by 2021 we see that there will be a no Christ, single christian in india that's not possible i can see uh, what happened in jerusalem and in judea and samaria where the persecution spread increased there more christianity more christians arrived so i believe the same thing will happen in next few years in india hmm. do they have the same hostility towards islam or are they also say yeah. no yes they have the same uh, uh but the persecution is more on christians because they are doing the evangelism they have the same opinion about the islam they will kill is uh, muslims and the christians but they angry more towards christianity because of the evangelism work islam people they doesn't do uh, the much evangelism work it's biological uh, spreading That's good. Hey, uh as we're talking about a reformation in in India, I this is the 500th anniversary this year is the 500th anniversary of the reformation or the launch of the reformation when Martin Luther nailed the uh 95 theses to the church door at Wittenberg, which would basically be like posting it on Facebook or something like that. It was just a a public forum where people would exchange ideas. Whether or not you are on board with all of the tenets of reformed theology we are all protestant um and we all are downstream from luther so um this is a little booklet that desiring god put out called five, freedom movement 500 years of reformation it's you can read it if you're a semi quick reader you can read it in 15 minutes uh it's also got some pictures and it would be something you could share with your kids uh and you know If you know anything about John Piper's ministry, his whole emphasis has been that our joy and God's glory go together. Uh so this is kind of telling the reformation with that in mind, and I found it to be encouraging. There's a bunch of them on the tables if you want to take one or multiples home, uh you're welcome to have them and that's for you. Das, you can have one too. Thank you. Would you uh pray for us? Close us again and pray. Okay. Heavenly Father we thank you and praise you for your work on the cross lord you died for whole world not just for america or israel but even for us lord lord we thank you for shedding your blood and cleansing all our sins and adopting into your family oh lord not only that but you entrusted this great work of evangelism to us lord lord it's a great joy to work with you and to be with you to walk with you lord lord please fill us with your spirit lord and use us for your glory in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen how about a hand for dos Thank you. Thank you, brother.